planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Blog Talk Radio. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H I M M M M M. Just put your paws up because you were born this way, baby. Told me when I was young, we're all superstars. She pulled my hair, put my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, cause you made you perfect, babe. So hold my head up, girl, and you'll go far.
Welcome, everybody, to the show. Thanks for joining me tonight on Off Limits. Well, tonight we're going to talk about um, a topic that was actually the topic of the very first show that I did back in 2010 on uh, the Off Limits show, and it was um, gay marriage. And I've talked about gay marriage a lot, of course, over the course of the past few years um, on my show uh, as part of other topics we've had. But I haven't had a show specifically dedicated to gay marriage since the first show that I did three years ago. So welcome back to um, our very first topic, which is gay marriage. So it is, of course, apropos to talk about gay marriage today, considering the Supreme Court is um, hearing arguments today and tomorrow uh, on what um, should be done about Proposition 8 in California and about DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act, uh, uh, being repealed possibly, so <clears throat> or overturned. So today is obviously a great day to talk about this topic. And, of course, if you have any opinion on the matter, you can always call in at 323-843-6160. And I'm happy to discuss it with you in a calm and rational um, manner. If that's something that you can do, feel free to call in. If you can't, please don't call because <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. Um, but I do want to talk about this from a non-religious perspective, which is, and I do say that because although a lot of bigotry and a lot of uh, the reason people don't want gay people to get married is based upon their particular religious beliefs, um, when you're having a discussion about something that is as uh, divisive as gay marriage – in this country, um, you can't really have a very real discussion when you're going back and forth debating whether the Bible is true and whether Jesus lived and whether Christianity or Judaism or Catholicism or whatever religion someone ascribes to is real. So you can't really have a discussion about those about the real issues involved, um, which to me are civil liberties, rather than talking about religious reasons for not agreeing with homosexuality. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about this from a non-religious standpoint today and from a rational standpoint, one that will be um, more about the civil rights aspect uh, than the and, and the, the way the Supreme Court is going to look at it, which is from more of a whether whether gays and lesbians are should, should be or are considered a class of people. And whether we should have equality or not. So um, that's what we're going to talk about. If you want to call in, the number is 323-843-6160. And if you actually are uh, interested in finding out more about me, you can go to offlimitsshow.com. Um, and you can also check me out at Twitter and also on Facebook. So I hope to see you there. So today um, the Supreme Court is talking about gay marriage. And the a particular suit that is up for discussion is um, Proposition 8, which was um, deemed unconstitutional by a, a Supreme Court judge in um, the state of California. Um, and after that happened, the organization behind it, I don't know if it's, I'm not sure which organization is behind it, I know who is behind it, but the organization itself or how they came to be or hired the attorney that's redefending it, but I think maybe the state of California, I'm not sure. But anyway, it is um, 
they're defending it, stating that it, it should remain intact and that it was ruled on by the majority. And they are saying that, therefore, it should remain a law that gay people cannot get married in California. Um, and they are also saying that gays do not have the right to be considered uh, a class of people and do not have the right to be considered um, to be considered uh, in this aspect, you know, whether they have the right to have gay marriage or not. So that is what they are, are claiming uh, to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court has to decide whether, one, we as gay people, um, including myself, obviously, are included as or are seen as a class of people, whether we are or are not considered a protected class. Um, because they have to ask that question and, and define it and decide on that because that point, because if we are indeed a class of people, then we have to have the equal rights that anyone else in this country has. We have to have the same rights everyone else has, so therefore we would have to have the right to marry um, as well. So um, the Supreme Court today has talked, you know, had taken a lot of um, back and forth about this topic, and they've they've sort of been weary or leery to actually um, determine whether they seem kind of leery about ruling in one big swoop whether gays can or cannot get married. Um, they think that the question itself may not even be appropriate for the Supreme Court to even rule on if we are indeed considered a class of people. So they have some legalities to work out in terms of when they come up with their actual answer on this question, but they also have to determine whether they are um, going to answer it at all. So if they decide that they're not going to, they're, going to, they're just going to dismiss the case, then if that's the case, then they're going to um, just dismiss it, and then Proposition 8 will be overturned, and will the gay people and the state of California will now be able to get married again. It doesn't really do anything if that happens that way for the rest of the country. It only does that for um, for California. However, President Obama had proposed that what they could do is any state in which um, gay people can currently have a civil union and not marriage, but can have a civil union or something of that nature, should automatically if proposition 8 is overturned or is deemed to be uh illegal or whatever unconstitutional then he he said that perhaps they should just instead make it so that everyone who lives in a state where it's right they have the right to get a civil union can now get married legally because it's legal in another state and for the same reason and that question has been answered therefore it applies to all states so um therefore if a state decides that civil unions alone are legal, then they have to also offer gay marriage um, because the question in California was answered as such. So that is a possibility, but it's probably a very big long shot and probably is not going to happen. Um, and, you know, in all honesty, I don't seriously think that the Supreme Court is going to um, unilaterally decide or whatever that, that gay people can get married and that gay people um, could get married in every state, as it was done with interracial marriage in Loving versus Virginia in 1968, I think, or 58, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it was 68. Uh, yeah, um, that I think. Anyway, it was so that such that 
this couple had to bring a suit against the state of Virginia, the Lovings, they were called, an interracial couple, in order for all of the states to recognize interracial marriage. There were several states that did. However, there were several states, mostly in the South, that did not recognize interracial marriage at the time. The only way that these states came to that conclusion is by, or eventually did offer it, is by being forced by the hand of the government. Now, I was currently on another show. I wasn't on the show, but I was listening to it earlier about an hour ago. I listened to it briefly. Um, called the Perry Steele Show. And he is a black Marine or black um, military person, former military military person, whatever, probably in his 40s or 50s, or probably his 50s. I mean, I'm not sure. But anyway, that's just what he sounds like to me. But I listened to his show for a little bit, and he stated basically that being gay was wrong, that it was against nature, and that it was – um, essentially the opposite of being a man to be a gay man. He also claimed, however, that he was fine with lesbians but hated gay men and would have nothing to do with gay men because that was just gross and wrong. But lesbians he was into, even though they weren't into him. Uh, um, and he also said that a man, you know, um, um, that it is absolutely ludicrous for gays to want to get married because it's one man, one woman. So that's a, an argument we hear about a lot. One man, one woman. Excuse me, I'm having sinuses today, so I apologize. Probably not the best for a radio show. <laughs> anyway, so he's talking about one man, one woman, and how that is almost always the the um, argument. But we're not going to talk about it from a, as I said, as a religious standpoint. But one argument I hear a lot is gays and lesbians have a right to live as they choose. They just don't have the right to redefine marriage for everybody else. Well, gays and lesbians, you know, having an equal right to marry does not redefine marriage for anybody. You know, marriage is a right under the Constitution, uh, it is, which is a pursuit of happiness. And well, that's not the Constitution, but pursuit of happiness is part of our our the zeitgeist of what it means to be an American. But also just freedom of. Um, of, of speech and things of that nature. So it, it, it's not simply a privilege like driving a car. And so the Constitution guarantees a pursuit of happiness for all people in order to pursue happiness. Uh, you know, a lot of gays and lesbians um, want to get married to the person that they love. And so denying the right to GLBT people to marry one another is essentially denying their right to pursue happiness. And, you know, the question in front of the um, Supreme Court essentially is equal treatment under the law. And it is absolutely a tenet of the American Civil Liberties Act and, and, and just in terms of what we stand for as a country. Everyone knows and understands if you're an American that you are to be treated equally and not um, specially treated, you know, over someone else. So, you know, those those who are opposed to gay marriage or so against gay marriage then essentially just don't marry a gay person. It's pretty simple. I mean, I know it sounds simplistic, but it really has nothing to do with them. I mean, they're still free to marry anybody, you know, heterosexual partner, um, just as they, they've always been free to do. And they're still free to marry anyone they want, despite the race or religion or creed or anything else. But if they're gay, if they're the same sex, then in many states, it's not legal. And in the first place, you know, no one's proposing that um, heterosexual, quote-unquote, marriage change at all. I mean, heterosexuals can still marry and divorce anybody they want, anytime they want, completely unaffected by the institution of gay marriage. 
So there's no change there, not even a little bit. And, and then there's the issue of divorce. So if we're supposed to worship the traditional status and nature of marriage, why do we feel you know, that we can allow divorce so freely, which has only been legal in most states for just a few decades? So to suggest to most people you know, who are the ardent supporters of this argument that they should not only be married but will only get one shot at getting it right and a mistake will permanently ruin their life will sound you know, bad. But how much less is the notion that one will have to marry someone one cannot love and to whom cannot, one cannot relate is to, just to enjoy the benefits of marriage. So clearly it's hypocritical. On the one hand, asserting that the importance of the traditional nature of marriage while allowing its destruction through um, the thoroughly modern concept of divorce with a, hardly a second thought demonstrates very clearly that this really isn't about traditional definitions at all. What it is about is about using this argument as a cover for another, you know, for another less acceptable motivation. Why not recognize the hypocrisy in this argument that there is no sound moral ground on which to support the notion of worshipfully traditional heterosexual marriage while freely allowing the destruction through divorce? So wouldn't it just be better to recognize that the concept of marriage is not originally traditional or fixed as it's claimed to be? I mean, that's the case. So to say traditional marriage is between one man and one woman, that's what we hear all the time. Marriage is between a husband and a wife, a man and a woman, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the most often heard argument that people are always stating, and that's something that's codified in the law of the United States because of DOMA. So, but it's also the weakest argument. You know, Who says that marriage is to be defined by one particular group of people? The married people, the people who can get married? It seems to me that if the straight community cannot show a compelling reason to deny the institution of marriage to gay people. It shouldn't be denied. And such simple declarations of, are hardly you know, a compelling reason. There's really more like an expression of prejudice in, than anything, than any kind of real argument. The concept of not denying people their rights unless you can show a compelling reason to do so is the very basis of the American, of the American ideal of human rights. And marriage is between a husband and a wife, and a husband and a husband, and a husband and a wife, and a wife and a wife, or whatever the case may be. Marriage is what is defined to be as has evolved over the many centuries from the beginning when it first started was just a transfer of property, a man owning his wife as property, for example, to what we have now, the modern-day definition, is where two people who are in love and want to share a life together get married. So the institution of marriage is not static and has changed significantly over time. Married women used to be the legal property of their husbands, and interracial marriages were prohibited you know, by anti-miscegenation um, laws. So a strong institution accommodates social and cultural shifts. Granting LGBT people the right to marry is simply the evolution of human rights. And you know, the federal marriage amendment would ban any protections under the law for same-sex couples. It does do that. And so the amendment goes a lot farther than simply saying that marriage is a union between a man and a woman. It's really a very discriminatory, harsh measure that prevents same-sex couples who have made commitments to each other from having any basic rights and protections under the law. You know, people on the right wing are always continuing to pass legislation that will essentially try to write discrimination and bigotry into the Constitution to prevent equal marriage rights. And throughout all of history, the U.S. Constitution has been used to ensure and protect and expand individual liberties of all people in the United States of America, not to take away rights, not to prevent rights, to restrict rights, 
and not to expand them is, is wrong. It is completely against the essence of what it means to be an American. It is completely against the essence of what the Constitution stands for. So for people who are for DOMA or um, the Defense of Marriage Act, whatever you want to call it, same thing, it is, it is essentially you saying that you are for writing into the Constitution and you agree that it's okay to take away rights people may have intrinsically have inalienable rights which is to pursue happiness so i should start or we those of us who are um unfortunately affected by doma something to write into the constitution that states that if you get if you get married you can never get divorced you are stuck with a person for the rest of your life no matter what that goes to straight people, gay people, whatever. You are always going to be with that person no matter what. I bet a lot of people, a lot of heterosexual people would really have a problem with that because half the people who get married, who are heterosexual, who get married, get divorced. And I don't think they would be very happy if they knew that they couldn't ever get a divorce once they got married. And so as a bargaining chip, maybe we should write that into the Constitution, and that will continue to be the way things will have to be as long as gays cannot have equal treatment under the law. It's not fair for us to say a certain class of people can and cannot do something but simply because it is against one's personal morality or belief system. And that is the difference between wanting something for oneself and something that is actually completely based upon your own moral compass, which is typically based on religious reasons, but anyway, um, and something that is actually based in fact and legality and the, realis the, real the realistic side of things and uh, rational side of things is what I'm trying to say. And that is the difference, and that's what doesn't make any sense is because none of these arguments against gay marriage make any sense. Um, and both Republicans and Democrats, you know, from across both political spectrums or whatever, you know, generally oppose a constitutional amendment because they understand that it's a very slippery slope. And leading, you know, conservatives have basically criticized the constitutional amendment, uh, you know, as little more than a political you know, tool or whatever for election day. So they're using our livelihood, the livelihood of couples and gay couples and people who want to get married as a bargaining chip and not using – looking at this, this, the – what's the word? The uh, solemnness and how the importance of being married to some people. And look, you know, marriage is about – people – okay, well, one thing people are always saying is marriage is about bringing together men and women so they can have kids, right? People are always saying, well, that's the purpose of marriage. The purpose of marriage is so kids can, can procreate. Well, if that's the case, then that means – People who are infertile couples, you know, should not be allowed to marry either. If you're an infertile couple, you can't have children. If the purpose of marriage is procreation, then that means those people cannot get married. So essentially people who are over 55 years old or whatever, couples who are over that age shouldn't be able to get married either. And, you know, I'd love to be the one who, you know, is going to enforce that argument and say to every postmenopausal mother or a dad who's impotent or something who can't have sex with their, their wife, so they can't therefore procreate, that they have to now turn over their wedding rings because they, they – well, they can have kids, so they're no, no longer able to be married. I mean it's so fucking ludicrous. The whole thing is ludicrous and ridiculous, but it is essentially the argument that people continue to make. Um, you know, And the people who raise the objection never object to infertile couples marrying. 
I mean, they they when they were retired, single parent or, or whatever, or mother or dad or whatever, you know, is past their re- reproductive age, and they want to get married again or something. The usual reaction is how cute and how sweet or whatever. It's not like, oh my god, you're past the age of procreation, you shouldn't get married now. I mean, it's so fucking ridiculous. And you know, marriage has never been an institution established or existing specifically for the purpose of bringing together two men or men and women together, I should say, so kids can have mothers and fathers. It's absolutely ludicrous, you know, to think that that's the purpose of marriage. So, you know, I, that's another argument that's ridiculous. But I wanted to um, also say, you know, same-sex couples. Another another argument people make is same-sex couples aren't the optimum environment to raise to raise kids, which, you know, that's ridiculous too. I mean, if would you rather have a child that is raised by two loving parents, two normal loving parents? I mean, someone who's not going to abuse them or harm them in any way. To normal, loving gay parents and have them being in a um, a adoption agency or in the foster system or whatever for their entire childhood. I mean, that's what happens the majority of the time is kids age out of the system until they're 21 years old or whatever it age is. I think it's 21 years old now. So they get to 21 years old and then, nope, okay, bye, you're gone, you're on your own. When there are plenty of gay people in some states that won't allow gay people to adopt – there are plenty of gay people who would adopt those children, would have adopted them had they been given the chance or opportunity, but they won't simply because they're gay. And so that that harms the kids in this country. That harms the children and, and adoption agencies. And and not being not gays not being allowed to get married in and of itself also harms the kids. And there are over six hundred thousand gay families in this country. That's a lot. Okay, that is a lot. Six hundred thousand gay families. So that means families that are two men, two women, I mean, it's two lesbians, two gay men or whatever, or just one gay man and one lesbian who have adopted a kid or have had kids through artificial insemination or whatever, or had had kids from a previous heterosexual relationship or whatever the case may be. When you deny the rights of gay people to actually have equality under the law, the federal law, then these children have to suffer because they are pulled in all different directions, especially if they end up splitting up. And then what happens? One one parent they know is their father, and the other parent they know is their father, and they they have to decide between the two who to live with and whatever. And one may have their name, one may not have their name. And even if you have legal documentation, it doesn't guarantee that you'll be safe from anything. So it really puts undue stress on these families to not be able to um, claim as a couple this child. You can have one person claim it. Like in Texas, for example, you can adopt as a gay man uh, or a lesbian, but you can only adopt as an individual. You cannot adopt as a couple. <laughs> so fucking stupid. You, so I could go out and adopt a kid all by myself, or my husband Michael could go out and adopt a kid all by himself, and he or I would have custody of that child alone. Even though we are together and have been married for six years and, and are planning to raise that child together, we would not be able to do so. Because we are gay. So, oh my God, I could go on and on and on about this, and I probably will, but I just wanted to say that the ridiculousness and ludicrousness of all of this stuff is ridiculous. So I'm going to come back in a minute, take a quick break, and I'm going to talk about um, the morality side of things and how people argue about being gay and that sort of thing. If you want to call in, the number is 323-843-6160. I will be right back.
All right, so we are back. Um, hold on. <clears throat> Thanks for joining us tonight. The number is 323-843-6160. You can also call in with Skype if you like. Um, so I'm talking about gay marriage tonight, and um, we've talked a little bit about several of the arguments that are made against gay marriage. Um, I'm going to also play in a minute a short, very short, like two-minute clip by one of the justices, of one of her responses uh, and questions to one of the points made by the um, Proposition 8 attorney today in the Supreme Court. Um, it was recorded, of course, and so and part of the uh, part of that was released today. And it was a very perceptive and intelligent response uh, and question, and kind of kind of just knocked down his entire argument, really. Um, so I'll play that in a minute. But first, I want to talk a little bit more about it. But I told you I was not going to talk about religion or or gay rights from a religious standpoint. But I did want to briefly say that you know most people say. Most people, I find, have an issue with gay marriage because they find that gay relationships – they feel gay relationships are immoral or violate um, the, quote-unquote, sacred institution of marriage. So my question for you is, says who? The Bible? You know, I guess you know, somehow I always thought that the freedom of religion implied the right to freedom from religion as well, but that seems to be a point that is always lost on the highly religious. And the Bible really has no standing – in American law, um, you know, and even Thomas Jefferson, who was basically the father of American, of American democracy, uh, very, you know, proudly took credit for the fact that um, America is not based in religion. You know, unlike most countries at the time when America was founded, uh, it was not a religious, religiously based country, and you don't have to be one particular religion or ascribe to any particular religion to be part of a country or or to not be beheaded or killed or something in those days, like the days of King Henry VIII, which was way before that, but still. My point is, is that you had the freedom to be religious if you wanted to be religious and to be uh, a Puritan or be you know a Christian or whatever, um, or you had the freedom to not be religious. You could be an atheist or you could be just spiritual or you could be a witch or you could be whatever you wanted to be, whatever religion you wanted to ascribe to. And so that's part of the, the issue is that and that's why I don't typically discuss this topic based on a religious standpoint, as I said at the beginning of my show, because you cannot argue with someone's religion. Someone who is religious is typically quite um, devout in whatever the particular religious belief system is. So it, it's not, you know, even though I may find what they believe in to be complete horseshit and completely retarded nonsense. They may really believe it and find it to be something that they really feel deeply. And so there's no point in arguing with someone about the religious beliefs because they're always going to believe what they believe, and you're always going to believe what you believe. So there's really no point. So I don't argue being gay or gay marriage or the whatever from that standpoint. However, as I said, to people's moral or morality, moral compass typically comes from the religion. And so – even if you are religious, though, the difference is this. You have to remember that there is a difference between and a separation of church and state in this country. And so everybody has the right to be religious if they want to be. If they don't want to be, they don't want to be. And not all, not all world religions have a problem with homosexuality. And a lot of parts of Buddhism, for example, you know, celebrate gay relationships freely and would like to have authority to make them legal through marriage. And in that sense, their religious freedom is being infringed. You know, If one believes in religious freedom – the recognition that opposition to gay marriage is based on religious arguments is reason enough to discount the argument altogether. So, you know, that's one contradictory right 
say up right there, but or one contradictory thing right there. Um, but another thing people are saying is it threatens marriage, you know, and by allowing people to marry, it threatens marriage. It doesn't sound very logical to me. I mean, if you, if you allow gay people to marry each other, you no longer encourage them to marry people to whom they feel little attraction with whom they most often cannot relate sexually and thereby reduce the number of supposed heterosexual marriages that end up in divorce courts. So if it is the institution of heterosexual marriage that worries you, then consider that no one would require you or anyone else to ever participate in a gay marriage. As they say, if you don't want to have a gay marriage and don't marry a gay person, it's pretty fucking simple. And so you would have the freedom of choice of choosing what kind of marriage to participate in, something more than what you have now, you know? And, um, you know, I think that a lot of it has to do with religion. And so I just wanted to quickly say that because I really wanted to point out that it is really all about um, bigotry and prejudice. So quickly, I want to play this one-minute clip. It's a one-minute, 23-second of Justice uh, Sotomayor. Um, her name is um, – I can't remember her first name. But anyway, uh, she um, today was – this was her response to one of the arguments by the Proposition 8 attorney who was defending Proposition 8 from California. And I think it pretty succinctly points out what um, the entire point of this whole case is. So listen real quick. Outside of the uh, marriage context, can you think of any other rational basis, reason for a state using sexual orientation as a factor in uh, denying homosexuals benefits or imposing burdens on them? Is there any other rational decision-making that the government could make, denying them a job, not granting them benefits of some sort, any other decision? Your Honor, I, I cannot. I, I do not have uh, uh, any, uh, anything to offer you in, right. in that regard. If, I that, think if that is true, then why aren't they a class? If they're a class that makes any other discrimination improper, irrational, then why aren't we treating them as a class for this one benefit? Are you saying that the interest of marriage is so much more compelling than any other interest the state could have? So essentially she's saying that because one of his arguments is that Gay people should not have a right to marriage because gay people, they're saying, we are not considered considered a protected class in this country and should therefore not be allowed to have our own definition, or quote-unquote definition, of marriage. And the reason that she, – what she's saying is essentially that, well, if gay people are considered in, in every other way to not have to be discriminated against based on their orientation – whether it's a job or whatever the case is, then why is it okay to discriminate against them in this one area of marriage? And, you know, that's why I love, I mean, I love rational people. <laughs> I mean, she's making an argument, a rational argument with her brain and not basing it on anything else other than ration, rationality, excuse me. So she's only speaking based on that. And that's what makes a good judge or good justice or anything. And the, the problem with the other justices on the court 
helping to decide the question of Proposition 8 and DOMA is that they are, and I'm, yes, I am referring to the conservative ones, is that they are basing their decisions not upon rational thought. They're basing their decisions upon personal prejudice. And that is essentially, I mean, that is not essentially, I mean, that is completely against what it means to be a Supreme Court justice. They're basing their decisions. Even Scalia today said, when did, when did it become illegal or, or wrong to discriminate against gay people? I mean, he actually said that. And I know what he's trying to say, but he's saying that he is discriminating essentially against gay people because he doesn't like gay people and doesn't want gay people to have equality or equal rights. Um, so he's saying, when did that become illegal or wrong? And he's basically <laughs> admitting the fact that he's discriminating because he doesn't like gay people. Um, and and so that is that is that is the difference to me between um, a judge or justice in this case, as they're called, um, whom is actually looking at the facts and and judging based um, outside of personal confliction or personal a personal what's the word that we're looking for personal um, um, conviction uh, and voting for things based on what is right. What is right? What does the law say? What is constitutionally correct? What is what is correct according to the way our country was set up? And that is how she is voting. And that is why this will eventually pass. And the problem I see is, is that I don't think that it is going to pass um, this way initially. I mean, I could be wrong. I hope it does, but I do think this. I don't. I think that they probably will strike down Proposition Eight as being unconstitutional. And as I said earlier, what that means is in California, they are going to uh, be able to get married again. All of those people who want to get married in California can now get married because their law has been deemed unconstitutional. And for the rest of the country, that means that other states can no longer put laws on the books. That state that. Um, however, it also doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a unilateral, I mean, like a all the way across the board decision for every state. So every state that has a law that says you can't get married if you're gay isn't going to just come down. That really is based more on the next decision, next quote, or next question, which is going up to them tomorrow, um, which is based on DOMA, the Defensive Marriage Act, which is essentially stating that if you are gay or lesbian, you cannot mar- get married in this country. So that when that is struck down, that means that people essentially they're saying that you do have the right. So these two cases together is what makes or breaks whether gay people are going to be able to get married in this country or not, whether we will be able to actually have equality. So one of the another argument I wanted to to debunk or refute today on the show is people are also saying a lot of the time that. Um, gay marriage is like a slippery slope towards other things like polygamy or um, bestiality or incest or things like that. Well, first of all, you know it's an absurd it's an absurd um, comparison. It's apples and oranges. You know, people often compare gay people or to any kind of um, um, pedophile or pedophilia or being gay is the same as pedophilia or bestiality or whatever, which is completely wrong. Let me tell you why. First of all, most pedophiles are heterosexual, not gay. That is a fact. You can look it up. It's a fact. Ninety, like 95% of pedophiles are heterosexual, not gay. That's the first point. Secondly, 
your sexuality has nothing to do with your I mean your sexual orientation has absolutely nothing to do with your personal um your personal um What's the word I'm looking for? Disease or your personal um, fucked upness. <laughs> and you can be gay, you can be straight, and still be have be fucked up in other ways. So one is not the same as the other. Also, bestiality and incest to me, those things are disgusting. And the reason they're disgusting to me is because they do not have consent. You do not have consent. For, you can't get consent from a dog or a cat or an animal. You can't get consent because they can't talk to you and they can't communicate. And you can't get consent from a child because the child doesn't have the ability to give consent. They're not old enough. They don't have a developed brain. And legally, they're not able to give consent. So these are the differences between gay marriage and incest and all those other things I mentioned. So we have a caller from 304. Let's see what he or she has to say. 304, you're on the air. You want to know who 304 is. Oh, hi there. How are you? Well, I'm leaning back. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up uh, one thing that sure. I think is so hypocritical, vegetarian type. What do you think about the politician that found out his son was gay and he was against it and now he's for it? What do I think about that? Well, I think a couple of things. I think, first of all, I think that he should have come to that conclusion on his own without having to have a son that was gay. That's the first thing I think. Um, I think that it is great that he had changed his tune, he says, and he's changed his mind and he's supporting his son. He's supporting gay rights, et cetera. I think that's wonderful. Um, however, you know, I, I, I get upset when people have to have someone close to them uh, be affected by something in order for them to actually care about it but that happens most of the time that's the way most human people are most human beings are like that you have to have something close to you strike home like cancer or whatever the case is before you care about that cause so i understand that so he's turned he's turned a new leaf and everything else that's great if it's true that's great what do you think about it yeah i think it's i think he's stupid because (laughs) he's the same thing as saying oh well when it didn't involve any of my people it was so bad, it was so wrong, and now that my son's that way, uh, my son's special, and naturally, if he's that way, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But now, if he wasn't that okay, I'd be so against it. I agree with you. I mean, I, I mean, to to a point, I agree with you, because that's what I was trying to say, is that on one hand, I feel that way, too, because it's like, why can you not still see that people still deserve to have equality and have the same civil liberties as everybody else without having to be close to home to you. I can do that. You can do that. But Yeah, there- but that to me is like saying he would, okay, he is so against incest mm-hmm. or uh, biracial marriages and everything. Oh, mm-hmm. he was just hammering it down. He was a preacher to it. Oh, it's a sin. Uh, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Here comes his daughter married to a black man or uh, here comes his daughter finding out that she had a illegitimate brother somewhere and they had they got married and had sex oh well that's okay now oh more power <laughs> to you uh, onward with the onward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean hold on sorry i dropped my microphone um yeah i mean i understand i mean you're right i mean i think it's hypocritical in a lot of ways i do i think it's hypocritical but i also understand that's what i'm trying to say to you is that 
I understand from both sides of the coin. I understand that he was a complete bigot and he changed his tune because of his child and whatever. And I'm just saying that even though that is kind of hypocritical and kind of disgusting that it took it took that for him to actually make the right choice. On the other hand, I think it's good that he actually has changed his tune and that he is trying to make a better way. And I think that – and what I was going to say also is that um, – and it's because typically we have to have somebody close to us to care about something. But I think that if he does actually change his tune about being – about gay people because of his son, that he may also change his tune about interracial marriage or about other issues as well um, because he – I think once your mind is opened about one issue – a lot of times, if you're open-minded, which he obviously wasn't to begin with, but if it's opened his mind to some degree, then I think ultimately he may become a more open-minded person someday. Hopefully. That's what I hope. But I understand yeah, what you're saying. As a politician now, you know, if he was just a Johnny-come-lately, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I could accept that he changed his mind, you know, which everybody could do. But now, to me, and you know how I am about politics. I, if he was in my state, I couldn't trust him. No. As far as I could throw him, because if he was against uh, the gun gun control, what makes you think that he wouldn't be for it once one of his kids got killed? Right. Exactly. And you're right. That's a I good mean, point. That's a good point. I mean, that's a good point because he obviously is. Um, he obviously can be swayed enough to change his mind based upon what is going on in his personal life. But that's the thing I'm trying to say, though, I mean, is that I think everybody, that's what everybody does. Everybody. I mean, I, yeah, I have some convictions of my own, and I, I can imagine ever changing my mind no matter what. If my kid turned out to be a, a mass murderer, I wouldn't want him to be released just because he's my kid, you know? I, I would still want him to yeah, be in prison. Yeah, but you wonder about somebody like him. Yeah, but someone like him... And that's that's the thing about politicians, though. They're all sleazy, and they do whatever they can just to keep well, their reputation. the majority of them are. Now, some yeah. of them, you know, there are, a few are in my family. <laughs> huh? I said there are a few good ones, of course, yes. Yeah, well, as far as the federal politicians, I don't know that well. I know some uh, U.S. congressmen, mm-hmm. and I knew a couple West Virginia governors, but – the ones around here that I know, there there was a couple senators that I didn't think need to be holding a thing, but <laughs> at least here in West Virginia, pretty much the majority, as far as I know them, mm-hmm. are okay. We've even had uh, some low... Counting people, so yeah, yeah. I mean, one of our sheriffs that served a four-year term as sheriff was someone that had statutorically raped someone. Yeah, and you know who? Uh, no. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Oh, I do. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. 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 I got it. Sorry, I didn't know that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. After that happened, he was elected as sheriff. Could you just imagine if? Isn't that horrible? If, That's horrible. 
That's a horrible, especially yeah. to have to live with somebody who's sheriff and knowing what they did to you. That's got to be a horrible feeling, uh-huh. I would think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that politicians, that's what I'm saying. There's so many politicians like that who are just sleazy, disgusting people, and they still get elected in office no matter what they do, no matter what they say. Uh, you know. The fact I was a politician. <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah, I ran for office in 95. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really kidding. awesome. But I'm Still. so glad I didn't get elected because uh, at the time before I ran, one of our con- er, councilmen disagreed with the mayor. Mm-hmm. And since he disagreed, the mayor told him, you know, saying to shut up, we're not going to discuss this. And he said, no, I think we deserve or our public deserves for us to discuss it. So he had him drug up while two police officers, literally drug. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I know if I'd gotten up there, I probably would have been dragged out too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, so I say it's a good thing <laughs> that I didn't get it. But, no, I did run. Well, and then well. I have a cousin that uh, was married to county administrator so she served I think for like 15 or 20 years I didn't know um, well, what yeah. do you think what do you think about um, what, what I'm sure it's not great what's the environment like in West Virginia about gay people uh, generally I mean you know I don't really know because a you lot know? of them oh I know some oh. but they're not as outgoing in this one area I'm at as they are, say, in the capital city. Right. And on up, since I'm in the very southern part of West Virginia, you know, we're back with the hillbillies. And, <laughs> you know, there, it's only 20 miles south of me, or no, actually north of me, northeast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got the hollers where they still have the outhouses. Yeah, so there's not, not a lot of gay people. Not a lot of gay people where you are then, probably. Not a whole lot. Not, not that are out. That are out, know. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't blame them. I, I sure as hell wouldn't be out there either. Are you crazy? No way. No way. these are the redneck country I know, people. I know. Trust me. That's like East Texas and Dallas. But my, my mom's family is from East Texas, and and being out there would be dangerous because it's like that there. You know, it's very... Oh, anyway, rednecks and everything else. So, yeah. and I, now in Ohio, where uh-huh. my two aunts are, they both have gay friends. Well, that's good. Ohio. So, yeah. Ohio's a lot more. Ohio's a lot more liberal than West Virginia. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah. It is, yeah. No, I know. That's uh, what uh, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about people who say gay people, when they say they want to get married, want a special right? It's a special right for gay people to want to get married. What do you think about that? I haven't heard it called that. I don't think it's a special thing. I think live and let live, even though, as you know, I go to church now and everything. But I'm never going to be able to believe totally the way the churches do because I believe in live and let live. Right, 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 right. Well, that's and definitely. If it, if it is wrong. If it is actually a sin, mm-hmm. that it's not in my hands or any other human being or uh, mortal's hands to make the judgment. 
Mm-hmm. Well, even people who are religious and believe in, in that stuff, that like yourself, um, I agree. I mean, my grandmother was very religious, and she she was like that too. She was like, you know, people should just be able to do. I mean, she's just like, not, people aren't hurting people, and whatever. She didn't agree with gay gay being gay or anything at all because that's how she was raised, and you know, she was ninety six years old, so um, she didn't yeah. believe in that. So I understand that because of her cultural upbringing and whatever. But I do understand also that the difference between her and a lot of people who are Bible thumpers and whatever, and who are trying to scream at you because yeah. you're gay. She wasn't like that. She was like, you know, people are who they are. So just let people people be alone. If they're not hurting people. So you're like that too. Let people live and let live. So that's the way I think it should be. And and really the question about whether gays get married isn't a religious question anyway. Because gays don't want to get married in a religious institutional church. They want to get married in the law under the eyes of the law. So it has nothing to do right. with it has nothing to do with religion anyway. But people seem to bring it in, you know, to the case all the time. Well, if like you and Michael, mm-hmm. what I don't agree with, and it's not you guys, what I don't agree with is the fact that if something was to happen to one of you, and you're in Texas, yeah. luckily you don't have any siblings. No, now, I don't. I don't know about any aunts or uncles or cousins well, that I might want had, to come in. I have half siblings, unfortunately. I don't even talk to, but yeah, well, I don't. Yeah. They could still, if you had. From what I understand, you know, you have a good job, you have a decent mm-hmm. income, and even if you have it in your will, I've heard that in a lot of states that it still they can fight it because they're blood relatives and you're not legally married. I don't go for that. I don't either, and you're right. It is possible. Um, there's ways around it, but they're very, very – nothing is completely 100% Arab tight, so unless you're married – um, right. so that, that's exactly right. That's why one reason we want to be able to get married. That reminds me of, um, do you know who Sherman Hemsley was? He was on the Jeffersons. He was the yeah. he was George Jefferson. He died, uh, last year and, um, he was from, he lived in Texas and El Paso. Anyway, he died. He left his entire estate to the woman he was living with. Okay. But they were not married and, uh, he didn't have that much, but he left it all to her anyway. So when he died, his body was not um, put to rest for over three months while this man who claimed to be his half-cousin or brother or something, half-brother, uh, said he he had the claim to his estate because he was the closest blood relative. And so the guy turned out not to be his brother – or no, he did turn out to be his brother. Yes, he did. But ultimately his attorney of his estate fought it off. But – that's the kind of shit that would have to happen with me and Michael if one of us died. I mean, we wouldn't have to because I know his family wouldn't do that anyway, but my family wouldn't either necessarily. My mom's family wouldn't. My dad's family, though, I'm sure as hell might. Um, so try to come after any money I would leave him or anything. And just because we're not able to get married, and so that's what we're trying to say is that gay people just want to be able to get married and protect ourselves. And those of us, not me, but those of us who have kids – want to be able to protect our children as well and, and pass along our assets and our whatever to them. So, you know, and, and also the hospital and things like that. So that's another thing when you were talking a while ago about uh if you couldn't have kids then what if it was a law you couldn't get married or Yeah. something like that. Yeah. Believe it or not, I have a first cousin mm-hmm. that felt that way. Yeah. Until he ended up marrying a woman uh, seven years older than him that had had to have had a hysterectomy when she was younger. 
Exactly. So, yes. Hypocritical. Yes, very. That's what I'm saying. People, that's why you shouldn't judge people in the first place. If you don't judge people in the first place or what they do or don't do, then you don't get in a situation where you become a hypocrite in the end. Because you, you know what I mean? If you, if like, for example, your cousin would have just never said that or thought that and been open-minded about people, then he would never have been in the situation to do like that. Just like the senator, if he'd always been open-minded about gay people and other people, he never would have been in a position to look like an idiot and being a hypocrite because he's, Just you know, keep it to yourself. Yeah, if you don't believe in it, you know, that's the other thing. And that's the other thing I want to make point I want to make too is that if you don't like gay people or if you don't believe in gay rights or whatever the case is for whatever reason it is. I don't care if it's religious based or whatever reason it is. That's fine. I don't care. But because, you know, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It has to do with those two people in that relationship. It's only when people stick their fucking nose and other people's business, which is what people are doing when they're trying to prevent gay people from having equal rights under the federal law, under gay marriage, um, that it becomes an issue. So as long as you stay out of my business, I will stay out of yours. That's what I was trying to say. It's just like me turning around saying starting a law or a constitutional amendment that says once you get married, you can't get – you or no, you can never marry a redhead or you can never marry someone who's got brown <laughs> eyes or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like it's just a yeah. stupid. It's just as stupid and ludicrous as that because I my opinion has nothing to do with somebody else's marriage and neither does anyone else's on mine. So it's so fucking stupid. That's what I I can't get past. It's how stupid it is. It's just stupid. It's just dumb. <laughs> That's like I heard on one of these. Uh, oh, it was what's that game show called Baggage? I haven't seen. Never watched it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Huh? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh, like, uh, say a woman was there, and there was three different men, and they each had secrets, and they'd tell a secret, and she'd get to choose which one that she didn't like. Mm-hmm. Then it left to um, then they had this uh, other thing, and then it left one, and then he had this one main uh secret about himself and it showed three different ones mm-hmm. and she got to choose if she really if, if those three if it could have been any one of those three if she'd still go out with him right well one of his, one of his secrets was if you gain a pound we're gone you're gone oh my god and that was real that was real oh my god <laughs> oh my god he would have left me before he got with me. <laughs> <laughs> no shy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. Just as ridiculous as this. So, I know. My people. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying I just know that's so stupid. Yeah, it is so stupid. And and um. Um, another stupid argument people make, you know, against gay marriage is people will say like, if gay people really want to get married, all they have to do is become straight and marry someone of the opposite sex, or they can marry a straight person, or they can they always say, oh, you already have the right to get married. You can marry a woman or a man if you're a lesbian. Well, yeah, I can go marry a woman, but what the fuck would I want to marry a woman for? I'm fucking gay. Hello. So I'd be so fucking stupid. Yeah. And, and then just because you were. If you'd marry her, and she'd say, uh, well, let's just, for the the benefit of the doubt, say I was, and you and I got married. Mm -hmm. You knew I was gay, and I knew you were gay. 
you had your man, I had my woman. Right. But whenever we got married, I was a little jealous of you because you had way more than I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kicked that bucket, even though I agreed that your lover could have that stuff. It was mm-hmm. in, it, it's entitled to me. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's an issue. That would be an issue. So that would right. be an issue, you know. And that's you're absolutely right. That's another reason why it doesn't work. And it also it's you know, the difference is, you know, no, gay people do not have the same right because heterosexuals have the right to marry the person that they love. Gay people do not. I mean I I mean that's not true that you can't get married in the United States. When I say you can't get married, what I mean is you can't get federal recognition of all the rights that come along with marriage as come with a heterosexual marriage. I mean, yes, I am married. I'm married to Michael. We're married in Connecticut. So under the, the laws of the state of Connecticut, yes, we are married in every way. But when it comes to anything else, federally, IRS taxes or, or estate taxes or inheritance or, or medical stuff, any of that Bill stuff. Yes. Any of that. Social Security, when he gets older, if I get older, whatever. None of that stuff applies until we can be recognized by the federal government. And that is all gay people want. And you have to be a fucking asshole to to say, no, gay people can't get married because I don't believe in it. Well, don't fucking marry a gay person then. I mean, it's fucking simple. If you don't believe in gay marriage, and don't marry a gay person. I keep saying that. I know it's simplistic. But, I mean, but, really, that's it. You know, like you say – you couldn't get this or you couldn't get that if you were married or even if uh, because you're gay, say, like the Social Security and all that. But mm-hmm. they can sure as hell use it against you Oh, to keep you from getting something. You couldn't uh, get food stamps mm-hmm. for two people. You couldn't even get them for one, really, because another person would be living in your home. Yeah, and they have to count that, that income, I would think, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and even beyond that, I think that, um, you know, the guy, what pisses me off even more is that we pay the same amount of taxes that everybody else pays. We pay the same property taxes, income tax, everything, yet we do not have the same rights. So I don't see how it's fair at all for a certain class of people to – uh, be equally invested financially, for example, in this country's uh, system and not get the same benefits that everybody else gets. That is wrong. And that is what the Supreme Court is asking the question, are we a separate class or are we not a class? And yes, we are a separate class, just like black people are a separate class or white people or, or Hispanics or whatever. They're all protected classes under the law. And because they are a group that has one particular need and have to be protected by the law for whatever reason. So, yes, we are a class, and we deserve equality. And so, I mean, the, the fact that it's 2013 and we're still talking about this fucking nonsense is so ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense logically to deny gay people the right. And if I were straight, I would be the same. I mean, I know I'm gay, and so obviously I'm biased, and I want the same rights everybody else has. But even if I were heterosexual, I mean, I'm just a liberal-minded individual. If I were heterosexual, I still feel the same way. I feel like women should have the right to choose on their abortion. I feel like you know, um, Native Americans got the short end of the stick. I mean, I feel I feel a lot of shit about about people that it doesn't have anything to do with me personally because I believe in equality. So why can't people just believe in equality for equality's sake instead of having to continually say or put their own fucking um, – Well, not only that. Another thing, and I, I've had all this. I've thought this all the time. I've probably talked about it too. 
the government is so hypocritical in another uh, whole different thing. That, what was her name, that one that got the prayer taken out of school or whatever, that, Mar- was it Margaret something? Oh, yeah. The, a- the atheist. Yeah, in, in, the, in the 70s or 80s or whatever. Yeah. The 80s, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't about, yeah. Okay, the thing about that is it was hurting her rights mm-hmm. to have prayer in school. Mm-hmm. Well, is it not hurting our rights to take it away? This is what I think about that. I think that she was wrong to make it so, or try to make it so that you could not have prayer in school. I mean, you should be able to opt out of it, is what I think. So right. you can, if you it, don't want to pray. Like if, it's just like if you're sitting down for dinner and you don't want to uh, drink the coffee. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't drink, drink it. it, but don't make it illegal to have it at the table. Just say no, thank you. Right, and I if agree. You're at school or at any place at a football game, and they do the pledge of allegiance. You don't have to say they the last do part. Anything? Yes. Don't. Well, you, hum. Do like some people do. Just put earplugs in mm-hmm. and sing Yankee Doodle Dandy to yourself. Right. Right. And. Let us do it. Otherwise, you're getting all the rights to Benefit. do everything, and we're the ones kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. But I also know when it comes to that particular issue is that in this country we have separation of church and state, and that is what that is why that question becomes a question at all because they say, well, if we have prayer in school, then that means that um, that that means that we're allowing emerge 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 or whatever uh of church and state because the, the religion aspect and then this public yeah. school aspect well i was just using that because that's what got it started what about the fact that you're not even supposed to say merry christmas because it has christ in it well you that's you a personal choice nobody, that's a personal choice you, nobody, nobody's making you not say merry christmas i mean you know what i no, mean but i'm just yeah but people are bitching about it being said like on TV. Right, yeah. And, you know, or signs up on stores mm-hmm. and people having to take down the nativity scene. Who said, who did that? Oh, I've heard of a lot of places around that they've had to take nativity scenes down because it was offensive. Was it a public place, Jewish. like a government building or something? No, it was like. It wasn't so much public as in a government place. It was like your stores. It was a well, place that's ridiculous. Like a, you can't a, make a store. A community be able... center. Yeah. And here one time in Oak Hill, somebody went and stole the baby Jesus. So now the areas around here cannot put the nativity scene out until Christmas Eve night. Wow. Wow. Well, I think the thing is about that is that I think that First of all, I can't imagine why, uh, for example, a retail store or anything like that would be forced to do anything. They're they're a private institution. Because they get they're to do afraid they they're going to lose pressure. They're right. afraid they're right. going to lose their Sales. customers. Right. I understand yeah. that. But I'm saying that they, they don't have to do that. I'm saying that they make the choice themselves to do that. That's on them. But when it comes to a government property, like, for example, there's a – in here in Texas, for example – 
um, there there is a, uh, a, a judge who has the uh, Ten Commandments posted behind his bench on the wall. And there was a whole case about it, and they were saying that you can't have the Ten Commandments on the wall behind you in in a um, in, in that kind of setting, a court setting, because it's you know separation of church and state, blah blah blah. And so we can't have the appearance of this judge judging you based upon his moral values. He has to judge you based upon his legal uh, learning or whatever. So I understand that. Um, I think that I, I'm sure you don't agree with me, but I think that that is fine because I don't think that he should be able to have them behind him because of that reason. Because if you don't have separation of church and state in this country, eventually we're going to have an, an oligarchy, an oligarchy or whatever the fuck it's called, oligarchy, where everybody's ruled by um, religion. So and I don't want that, and I think it's pers- personally fine for that judge to have the. Ten Commandments in his chamber, on his desk, or you know, or at home, or in his wallet, or whatever. But I don't think it's right when he's a judge in a public institution to have him behind his thing. What do you think about well, that? Well, I can understand that as far as being in the courtroom. Yes. But I do think that they still should be able to have the sign up there that says, you know, their state symbol or whatever. And a lot of times it has "In God We Trust." Mm-hmm. And the fact that on our monetary coins mm-hmm. and paper money, it has in God we trust, and they want to take that off of there. Well, do you know what, though? That was added in 1958. That wasn't there originally. That was added to our coinage and our, our papers and everything. Before 1958, okay, but, it was not there. Okay, it was added. Everybody was fine with it. So why <laughs> should someone come in that is uh, atheist? Mm-hmm. And For the same reason it was put on there in the first place. At the time, in 1958, the social moral of the day was we're all God-fearing, loving, and a whole thing against um, atheism and also against um, communism. And there was like the country felt that way. That was the, the sense the country had, and so that's why it was added. These days, people have a different feeling as a whole. I'm not saying everybody, but as a whole, people feel like – not everybody. I might even say the majority, but a lot of people feel like – there is no reason to have that on our money when you're supposed to have separation of church and state. So I'm saying people now think differently. So for the same reason that we had it added in 1958 is the same reason now that we would have it removed. So it's not any, it's not fair for us to have it or not have it. The only way to, to be fair is to not have anything at all on there about God. Unfortunately, that in your eyes, I know, means that people who don't believe in God win. But in the eyes of people who believe in God even, I believe in God. Well, I wouldn't care – I'm not saying that it would be that they won or anybody. I'm just saying whenever a group of people makes everybody change to the way they want it, mm-hmm. then they're becoming the leader. I mean, you see what I'm saying? It should be up to each person. Yeah, but you can't do that with money, for example. I know. So well, yeah, in a way you can. How? How you, can, you have some that has it can, on there and some that doesn't? No. <laughs> just like you have it for uh who becomes our president. You gonna vote you for put it? it up, you put it up for vote. Oh okay. and then the majority wins. I only think that's fair 
I only think that's fair if we voted to have it on there in 1958. If we voted to have it on there in 1958, then yes, we should vote for it to be off there or stay there or not. But if it wasn't put up for a vote, it was put there arbitrarily by the government or something, that it should be removed. And then if you want to put it up for a vote, if we want to keep it or not, that's fine. But I mean, I agree. I mean, I think things should be democratic to some degree. But I also know that there's more involved, when, whether it's gay marriage or whatever the case is, about – uh, what the issue is. For example, if you are talking about civil liberties or whatever, I don't think those things should be put up for a vote. And the reason is because it, it's, it's inalienable. It, it's something we are, are, as human beings, entitled to. So to actually say, well, we're going to vote whether you have equal, equal rights or not, I think that's ridiculous. So some things should be put up for a vote, like things about the money or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. But things like about the Ten Commandments being on the wall and separation of church and state, these are fundamental parts of our constitution and fundamental parts of what we – why why this country kind of works. <laughs> that's, that's part of why we work because we have those divisions in our branches of government. We have the division between church and state. We have these things to protect our democracy, and if we don't, if we don't, um, we don't keep that, then it's an issue. And so, people like yourself who are religious, who want those things, I understand. I understand what it means to be devout and and to really love your religion and and to be religious and stuff. Because I was around it all my life. I understand that. I do under. I do get it. I do. I don't ascribe to it myself, but I get it. However, I also get the other side of the coin, which is yes, you have the right to believe in what you want and to have your beliefs, but it's not fair. To have to see the Ten Commandments and, and whatever, and God we trust, whatever, if it is on something governmental, if it's about the government. So that's why it's not okay to me to have those things and anything about money or anything related to the government or the United States of America because we are not a Christian country, even though I know you think we are because a lot of people are Christian here, yes. But it's not a Christian country. It's not a Buddhist country. It's not a, it's not a Jewish country. It's not a, any religion country. We are to be non-religious. That is the whole point. So do you see what I'm, I'm trying to say is that, yeah, I get your your point. I just don't agree that that we should have anything religious based on, you know, money or government stuff at all. I mean, I know you don't agree with me, but you see my point. Yeah, I understand okay. you're, where you're coming from. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Anyway, so but I the last thing I was going to talk about though was the uh, the gay thing was that um, do you think that do you th- this I know what you think probably but do you think gay people eventually will get equal rights in America? Probably not during yours or my lifetime. Really, you think that, huh? You don't think so? I think that gay people will. I think it's much sooner than that. I mean, you're not that old. <laughs> That I don't all. know how long I'm going to live either. <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry. The way you're talking in the chat room, I, I can see what you mean. Um, no, I, I I think that gay people – this is what I well, – I don't think – I know gay people will get the same rights that everybody else has in every respect, and the reason for it is, is, is twofold. One, because it's the right thing, and because the right thing always wins in the end, whether people want it to or not. It may take forever. It may take for fucking ever, but it eventually happens. The other reason is because the generations that are growing up behind me, you know, I'm Generation X, and you're the baby boomer generation, I think. And so the generations behind us are, especially the one behind me, Generation Y, the millennials, are far less concerned with 
this kind of bullshit. They don't. They're far more accepting. They're much more diverse. They're around people that are very different. They're much more global uh, generation because they're more they're connected to the internet and they know people from all different walks of life and types of cultures. And they're not afraid of other cultures and other types of people. And, and homosexuality doesn't scare them at all. So as a whole, I'm not saying everybody, but as a whole. And so because of that, um, gay rights are going to happen because of people in those generations, in my generation to some extent too, but they're going to be um, far less concerned with petty bullshit, like stuff that doesn't matter, like whether gay people get married or not, and more concerned with the environment, more concerned with things that matter, hunger, uh, water shortages, things that are going to happen in their generation that they're really going to have to deal with and face. And so, th- yes, I, in my opinion, gay people are going to absolutely have the right. I think it will happen in my lifetime. Um, I think it's much, much, much closer than than you guys think. I think we're gonna we're gonna see it. I'd say by the time I'm 50, you know, I'm 37. I say in the next 13 years, it'll happen. That's what I think. So I hope. <laughs> I hope so too. But we shall see. You know, we shall see. Um, I'm going to take a break and play a song and come back. And if you want to stay and talk, that's fine. I hope you do. Okay, you're back. Stop. 
Okay, so we are back for the last half hour of the show. If you want to call in, the number is 323-843-6160, and we're talking about gay marriage tonight. Um, so, uh, Emmy, there was um, a lot of people who say that we should just leave gay marriage up to the majority uh, or that majority should rule. And you were saying a minute ago about we should have a vote for things, and I know you were talking about gay marriage, but <clears throat> excuse me, do you see there's a difference between voting for one thing over another, like, for example, as I was saying a minute ago, voting for gay rights or voting for rights of any kind of person versus voting for money or, or putting in God we trust. Well, no, I wasn't. I, no, I, know, mean, I know you weren't. But, no, no, I know you weren't, but I'm just asking you if you to, to what you think about that idea, the fact that there's a difference in putting things up to certain things up to a vote. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things wouldn't go through, that's for sure. Exactly. And, I mean, I was talking earlier, The you know, people say, well, gay rights should be put up for a vote or whatever, or shouldn't be, the majority should rule. Well, um, when it comes to gay rights or civil liberties, I disagree because, for example, with interracial marriage, which is often used as a parallel, um, you know, it did not get passed until 1968 that it was legal in all states, and that was forced on those states. Those states did not want interracial marriage at all and prohibited it at the time, just as just as DOMA prohibits gay marriage in some states, um, and some states have on their own laws, you cannot get married if you're gay in a particular state. Just as that is the case now, it was the same case uh, with interracial marriage until Loving versus Virginia happened in 1968, and they brought it up for uh, to the Supreme Court eventually. And the Supreme Court had to pass a law or had to say that it was illegal for them to be uh, denied the right to be married because of the pursuit of happiness, basically. And therefore, at that moment, all those other states' laws were struck down, and they had to change their law to allow for everybody. So that is the difference between, you know, saying, well, the majority rules, because if the majority ruled, we still would not have, most likely, interracial marriage in this country. We wouldn't have women with the right to vote. <laughs> we wouldn't have a lot of shit. Um, that's why you can't put up this type of thing up to a vote, and you can't put it up to the majority to decide, because if we left the majority to decide everything, then half the shit we have, we wouldn't have, like you just said. Don't you agree? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. Um, well, anyway, uh, so, and also, uh, one more thing I was going to say. What was I wrote a note down? Where is it? Oh, one more thing. I was on this guy's show earlier today. I wasn't on the show, but I was listening to his show. And um, he's like a huge bigot. I mean, but anyway, that's like half the people on BTR. But anyway, so he was talking about how gay's disgusting and wrong and everything. And I um, um, told him, I typed in his chat room, I mean, I said that um, he's black, by the way. And I said, you know, you should be really ashamed of yourself because you uh, you should be you should be ashamed of yourself, and you would make all of your ancestors really sad and ashamed of you because you are a black man and living in America, and you're the result of slaves who were forced to come to this country and were enslaved for many, many hundreds or hundreds of years or whatever, and so and they had to fight to have their freedom, and and you didn't have your freedom really until 1960s, and you have the gall to actually say that gay people shouldn't have equal rights. You, a black person. And I never understand that because if you are a racial minority in this country, or even if you're a woman in some cases, 
you understand what it means to be discriminated against for something that you cannot change. And I think that that often is the point that they try to make is like, well, being gay is a choice. It's a choice to be gay. You could always get married to a man or a woman or whatever, as we talked about earlier. But, you know, being gay isn't a choice any more than eye color or anything else. It is it's something that you are when you come out of the womb. And I would like to know how the hell you're supposed to change something before you come out of the womb because it just kind of is what you are. You can't change those things. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? But I'm wondering what's going to happen if well, – well, before I say that, though, but so this guy's black and he does all that and he says these things and it always just shocks me. Well, it doesn't shock me because my dad's black and he's the same way. It it, it um, irritates me and it makes it, – it just it confounds me. It makes me – it confuses my mind to have someone who's black be prejudiced or be racist. But there's so many racist black people, not just gay people, but other about white people too. So, I mean, it just boggles my mind that someone would have to endure what I know that black people have to endure and still be racist or homophobic or misogynistic or whatever they may be. I mean, do you think that that makes any sense? What do you think about that? I agree with you. It's more than anything. To, no, I mean, especially whenever I see uh, the mon- minority of people on TV or on the show, mm-hmm. uh, the Hispanics against the blacks, or if I watch one of these lockups where they take you to these prisons and show you have to join this group. Yeah, it, to survive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's so stupid because you're you ought to know what it feels like. Yeah, I would think that too. It's like people just don't have any kind of understanding. I mean, I think that's a big part of it too. It's like people who are against gays or gay marriage in general just have no empathy. I mean, they have no understanding like humanity about it. And I think people have been so conditioned to hate gay people by religion or by their parents or whatever their society they live in, whatever reason, that they just think it's okay. It's okay. And so I was watching a, a show on a Bravo. It's called um, LA, L.A. Shrinks. And one of the therapists, she's Caucasian, was talking to a client. And he's black, and he was, he was always uh, saying how he had gay people, whatever, and he called people faggot and stuff all the time. And she, she said, well, you're just a fucking nigger. <laughs> you're a fucking nigger. You fuck you, nigger. Fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, she said that to him over and over and over. And of course, she doesn't think that. But she made him feel the way it feels for a gay person to be called faggot. And she's yeah. like, how did that? She said, how did that feel? And he was like taken aback. He's like, I didn't feel good. She's like, no, that's how he feels. Or his brother, he calls faggot all the time. That's how he feels, or any gay person feels when you call them a faggot. So I don't, I don't think people really have empathy unless they themselves have experienced it. So that's why I'm so shocked when somebody who's black or, or a, a racial minority or some kind of minority in whatever way is bigoted towards someone because they should understand and know better. They should be able to empathize. So it's bizarre to me. Um, well, we've got a caller, but their hand's not up. 214, if you want to talk, push the one button. If you don't, I won't pick up. Uh, anyway, so that's what I think about that. Do you have anything else to say, Emmy? Or are you done? You sound like you're getting sleepy. Uh, no, I'm leaning back in the chair. Oh, oh, uh, oh! They're, they're they're. Let's see what they have to say. The caller's on the air. Hold on. Two one four, you're on the air. Wait, hold on, hold on. Now you're on the air. Go ahead, two one four. 
Yes, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, listen to the show. And uh, I, I like the conversation. Of course, uh, we have that uh, conversation issue going up and uh, or in, in being challenged in the court today. But I guess I wanted to comment on uh, the black uh, or is what, what most people are saying, civil rights equal to, I mean, gay and lesbian rights, you know, equal to the civil rights movement. And you're kind of like, I think you said that, uh, you know, you probably frown on black folks who might view or might not or might have a problem with um, uh, the struggle that gay and lesbian are going through today. I mm-hmm. think that most most people, most black, most African Americans, anyway, are they. I think a, a vast majority of African Americans uh, believe or have a faith. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's and, true. And, and so when when they think about the whole homosexual or the gay movement, it, it's it's hard to compare. Like for instance, you say, you know, uh, you're born with eyes, the color of your eyes, or skin color, this is just the way you were born. I do believe that gay or lesbians or, or homosexuals are born that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the color of your skin is not a choice. And I understand you say that, you know, gay and lesbian is not a choice. I, I like to explain it like this. I believe that all people are born, it, okay, I'm African American, so I have that faith, and I'll explain it from that side, and I'll see what you think. Okay. Um, that all of us are born uh, sinners, right? I'll explain it from this side. All of us are born sinners. And and in born, being born a sin, being born a sinner. So you're saying uh, hate the sin, love the sinner, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so... And so, and I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure you've heard it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's an interesting conversation. So, okay, you're born a sinner. And so I believe that you're born, you can be born uh, a sinner to where you could, you grow up and you may be an adulteress. Uh, you may be a liar or a thief. Uh, you may be a murderer. Uh, but not only that, and speaking on faith, the Bible says homosexual or gay, right? Now, you can actually choose. there was not a word there was not a word for homosexuality when the Bible was written. That was added later. But go ahead. Okay, and, and so you can actually be in those categories, born that way, born a sinner. Now, sure. but now, let me let me interject real quick with you. I I I have no problem discussing this with you, and especially uh, on the. I'm going to have part two of the show, and the part two we're talking about this from a religious standpoint. But on this part, we're not talking about it from a religious standpoint because the reason is at the beginning of my show – you probably didn't hear the beginning, but at the beginning of my show, I mentioned the reason I'm not doing it from a religious standpoint is because people have their faith, and they have their religious beliefs, and they're very they're very um, ingrained in them, and I understand that. However, I, I, I want to have a conversation about gay marriage and gays in general – from a rationalistic standpoint, not a faith-based standpoint. Can, so can you do that? Can you talk to me Absolutely. about it without Absolutely. that? Okay. Well, well I can do that. 
and and I'll and I'll and I'll make it short, and and then I could maybe, maybe we can move back. Okay. But I was I was talking about it as far as like I was trying to explain the point to to actually get to why, you know, black people don't see. You know. I understand. Is, my dad is my dad's black. My dad's a pre- pastor and preacher preacher. And I'm half black and I'm half white, so I understand completely where it comes from. I, I'm not uneducated about that. Trust me, I understand <laughs> that. So I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So it, it, just to make it short, I'll just say this: that we don't view being black as a wrong. As a wrong, as a wrong. Like uh-huh. color of skin is not. If, if according to faith, if we believe in faith. You don't. We don't believe that. Being African American is a sin or wrong. So, but you know what though, there was for a very, very, very long time when the Bible was used against Black people and saying Black people were not were subhuman, and because they would look different, because of their skin color, because of the hair, because of everything. So they use the Bible against Black people the same way that people use the Bible against gay people today. So you may you may personally see because you're a Black man, you may personally see it as as well, I'm black, and uh, the Bible does not say that there's anything wrong with me. That's how you interpret the Bible. But you ask sure. someone else the same question, they're going to interpret it completely differently than you do. So that's and, just your and, personal and, opinion. And it may be true, but the, the opinion that stands in the Bible, because there's nowhere in the Bible that says that because I'm black, I should be condemned. That's not true. But it does, but it well. <laughs> That's not true. There's plenty that would of, be interesting. That would be interesting for me to find out. Yeah. If you, if you, seriously. No. Seriously. If you look well, that, in the, that'd if, be interesting. That'd yeah. Be interesting. If you if you actually seriously, there's plenty of people who there's plenty of passages in the Bible. That's what I'm trying to say that have been used against black people to say that this says black people are subhuman. So yes, there are passages in this you would like next time on my show, which you may or may not come back. But that's fine. But uh, you want to listen to our. I listen, will. Okay, I will. listen. Listen in the archives on the next show that I'm going to have, or listen in whatever, and I'll find it and I will discuss that with you if you want. But yeah, but I'm, I'm get off. I'm get off the uh, the the Bible and stuff. Okay, like go, that. Ahead. But I, go ahead. But I but I will say that you know I I do believe that the gay and lesbian community should have civil rights. Okay, good. You know, when it, when it comes to marriage, you know, uh, I believe that there's over one thousand. Uh, I guess, I guess benefits that you can get right. as as a gay and lesbian couple if you were right. married. Right. Uh, and and I guess when it comes and that's federal, but I guess when it comes to states' rights, you can you can tack on another four hundred mm-hmm. or so additional rights. So I do believe a civil as a civil right mm-hmm. that they should. Yeah. And that's all gay people want. They don't give a shit about. About religious marriage. I mean, because religion religion is essentially, in my opinion, this is the way I feel about religion. Religion is essentially an opinion. It's an interpretation of a of a script or whatever. But that's that's what people want to believe what they want to believe. And a particular religion doesn't doesn't believe in gay people or gay people getting married. Fine, then don't marry gay people. Then I don't care. But if you, in terms of civil rights and civil liberties and the legalities of it, that's all that gay people want is to have federal recognition of their marriages because of the reasons you just mentioned. So yeah, I and mean, that's great that you feel that way. But um, you know, so you're saying this is some interpreting what you're saying correctly. You're saying to me that you have no problem with gay people getting married and having the same civil rights as long as it's on a civil level, but uh, not a religious institutional level, right? I think when it comes to uh, the Constitution and 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 being equal mm-hmm. under the protection, I believe that on that side, 
they have the right to be whatever they want to be. Mm-hmm. But I was explaining from religion and, and the faith base and black people and how they view their struggle, Jim Crow and, Af- and slavery and stuff, I don't believe that majority of African Americans sit comfortable with saying that, again, as the struggle today is as equal as the black struggle. I, think I, don't, think it's, I don't think it's equal. I, mean, I never said it was equal. What I said was that the same types of arguments, the same types of um, prejudices, the same types of reasons for not giving gay people the same rights has, were used. So that's why I was drawing a parallel to. It's certainly not equal. No, gay people were never slaves. Gay people did not have 300 years of slavery. Gay, I mean, come on. We, we, it's not equal. No shit. I know that. <laughs> but I'm just saying well, that's, that... No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm saying that the, there's, there are parallels between the struggles that the two groups have gone through in terms of what arguments are used to deny the rights to each of these individuals. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But what about marriage, though? So, you, you, according to what you've told me so far, you would probably have an issue with calling gay marriage gay marriage and if you, you know, calling it marriage instead of a civil union or whatever. Do you have an issue with that? No, so, I mean, it's growing. It's growing on <laughs> it's, you? Okay. It's growing on me, but I, I believe that as, you know, on the civil side, you know, federal and state, I believe that they should have. Right now, I do. Now, I am a man of faith, and and so I, it, when it comes to the faith side, and, and I don't want to talk about it, but when it comes to the faith side, I have a, a standard that is not an opinion that that says this is the standard that I live by, mm-hmm. and so that standard gives me or gives me a pathway or guidance on how I should conduct my life. Right, and and so your faith says it's not an opinion because. If it was a pain, I wouldn't live the way I want to live. But my faith says I need to live this way and try to get better. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. This is the this is the thing. This is the reason I say it's opinion. I'm not saying that you find it to be an opinion. I know that. And someone who believes in a particular religion doesn't think that at all. I know that. But this is why I say religion is an opinion because everybody can take any religious uh, text. And interpret it differently. And the reason that they're interpret, I mean, the reason we have different types of religions within, for example, Christianity is, is for that reason. People take in the te- same text, looked at it, and interpreted it differently to mean different things. Catholicism or Presbyterian, Presbyterians or Methodists or Baptists or whatever all interpret the same thing differently. And sometimes they have different books to go by, but still call themselves Christian. So these are all people's different opinions. Of what the Bible or whatever religious text somebody prescribes to, like whether it's a Quran or whatever, or the Talmud, whatever the book is someone describes to, they have an opinion based upon what they themselves have interpreted that book to be to mean. And so that's what I mean by opinion. So you yourself, being a religious person, and are you a Baptist? What are you? Or just a Christian? What do you consider yourself? Well, I would consider myself a religious person. I, I think that you know, I have a I have a faith. I'm a believer. Um, you wouldn't consider yourself right. a religious person. Well, I don't consider myself a religious person. Um, so, so <laughs> I, wait, I mean, well, what do you what do you consider the difference between a religious person and a spiritual person then? Going to church. Uh, well, I think a religious person is one that follows rules and 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 I uh, guess huh? be, be down folks that might not agree with what they agree with. I, I believe that I have I believe in Jesus Christ, so I have a, a So you're faith. a religious person. I'm sorry, but you're a religious person. If you believe in you Jesus are. Christ and you follow the Bible. 
if you follow the Bible, you're a religious person. I'm sorry, you are. Because religion, what you're believing in is a religion. Christianity is a religion. Therefore, you're a religious person if you have that deep faith. But I understand what you mean, the difference between someone who's a Bible thumper and trying to shove it down people's throats and someone trying to say, believe the way I believe you're, you're evil going to hell. Yes, there's a difference. But that's evangelical to me. That's different than being just religious, you know. And, 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 and yeah, but, but at the end of the day, you know, I, 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 have, I have gay friends. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know I you see like you said love the love the person hate the sin and I would I would want them to do me the same way so if I have a problem in my like for instance divorce mm-hmm. you know I would want them to tell me how to best you know if I get into another relationship how to best manage their relationship you know but, hey, but I'm going to interrupt okay go ahead. okay I'm gonna hang up but I'm still listening. Okay. Because my phone needs charged. All right. And if you have a song for a closer, close, closing song, you know what I want to hear. Um, <laughs> Just like we've been saying, the perfect song for what we've been saying. I already played that at the beginning. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Which one? I'll play it again, though, for you. I'll play it again. I was going to say which one because, you know, I'd settle I for – uh... <laughs> Okay. I'll okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for calling in. Okay, uh, that was Emmy. Okay, so um, anyway, I just wanted to say, what was I going to say? Fuck, I forgot. Um, you were talking about religion. What were you saying? Something well, about. I understand that you know, I you know, if I if I had if I get married or get a divorce, and you know, I had friends. Oh, friend. I have to say, sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Let me before I, I let me interrupt right. you. Sorry. Uh, the difference to me though is is that yeah. I know how religious people think, and I know a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them think that, you know, love the sinner, hate sin, whatever, fine, that's what they believe, whatever, I don't care. But the thing is, is that you're to say that to me and say, well, we don't um, take away the rights of adulterers. Adulterers can go, and they can go and have adulterous affairs or whatever, and they don't have to go to prison for that, or they don't have to have their rights taken away because of it, whereas gay people do. Gay people don't have equality. Adulterers can still get married even after they've committed adultery, and over and over and over and over and over again. Gay people can't get married at all under the federal government anyway, so that to me is not the same. It's not the same to say, well, love the sinner, hate the sin, and they're all equal. They're not. Uh, in, in y'all's eyes. If they were, then that would be the case. So that's why every Christian, not every Christian, a lot of Christians I run into hate gay people or hate homosexuality so much. And they put it at the top of the list of because it's quote unquote in the Bible, as they say, an abomination. But so are a million other things you know, in the Bible. But yet they don't they don't come down on people who are eating shellfish or wearing wool or whatever. They come down on gay people because they themselves have been taught from their cultural belief system, whether it's because they're African-American, whether it's because they're Southern, whether it's because they're whatever, whatever reason, because they've been taught that gay people are disgusting and wrong and evil. Not because of their not, – it's not based on any kind of hierarchy of, of, of sin at all. And so I know you guys say that to me all the time, but it's not true. You guys put homosexuality at the top of the list. And that's why there's so much hatred out there against gay people. There's so many. There's no. There's no on marriage, and there's um, all those other fucking stupid organizations out there who hate gay people and are always trying to prevent us from having equality. So I don't see you doing that for adulterers and for other other things that you mentioned. You see what I mean? I, I totally understand, and I and I want to be the first to say if if you hadn't never heard it, I want to be the first to say that I'm black 
at one, and and that I am a believer Christian, and that you know I I don't I don't like you know uh, Christians who might be my brothers and sisters who who uh, I guess irritate or build up uh, the drama or the I guess the the backlash that that could come from a conversation like a conversation like this that where. You know, a gay person or a lesbian is is or uh, attacked. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that that's Christ-like. Yeah. I do think that I think I do think that or believe that God loves all people. And so, you know, there are different you know debates out there that's going on. And I thought I would call in and 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 just let you know that. You know, but. I think that it is it, it, still tough to, till to, I mean, still today, uh, after five thousand years, where the tradition or the, the the standard of marriage has been between a man and a woman. I understand. Mm-mm, that mm-mm, is, mm-mm. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Well, I'm just saying, like, what everybody like. I guess what it was that as it as it goes, as like I guess in in the open, it's been that that way. And 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 that's what that's what you know we I guess the tradition that's what we declare it as. No, I, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is I, I know what you think I'm saying, but no, what I'm saying is is that it has not always been one man and one woman. It, even in the open, there have been many many. Even in the Bible, it talks about Solomon. Hello, it talks about plenty of people who've had uh, many many wives, who've had uh, concubines, who've had other things as well. But they've had. The definition of marriage has changed many times throughout history. So for five thousand years, absolutely not has not been always one man, one woman. I just want to make sure that's clear. Uh, well, it, it, you're right. Uh, my, my bad. Let's take that back. Between a man and women. <laughs> yeah. But there's also, but I'll also say, and I'll talk to you about this if I talk to you next time on the next show, is that there's also plenty of. Um, um, there's there's been gay marriages in Greece. There's been gay marriages in other countries long ago in biblical times. So gay marriage has been around. People don't know that because they don't do any research about it. But it's existed before now. The only only time it became an issue is when the church came into the picture, meaning the church, Catholicism, and the Pope and all that bullshit. So when all that stuff came about, that is when it became an issue. Before that, it wasn't one. But we can talk about that the next time. <laughs> But I appreciate you calling in, and I really do appreciate your calmness and your rationalism and being uh, open to discussion. I appreciate that. And if you want to call in tomorrow, feel free to talk about relig- the religious aspect of it, okay? Keep, keep fighting. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks. All right, everybody. So that is the show. We've talked about gay marriage tonight and had several different opinions based on what uh, people think about it and how um, – how um, we can um, hopefully get civil rights eventually, how hopefully we can be seen as equals under the law and not as a special class of people, as many people do say. We are absolutely um, looking for simply the uh, same thing that heterosexuals want and have, excuse me, and we don't want anything more of that, and we don't, even think, we don't want anything less than that. We simply want the same thing that everybody else has. So, I hope you guys have a great night, and Emmy, if you're still listening, I played the other song earlier in the show, so I'm going to play another song that I know you like for you on the way out. Good night, everybody.
Cause you've been soaked With the tears Because the baby's life has been revoked The bond is broke Got so choke up and focused On the close of this I will talk and reform No God like Hogan traveling this summer make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from harris teeter it's easy download your evic coupon and for every dollar you spend with your vic card you'll get two fuel points that's up to one dollar per gallon on quality fuel at participating bp and harris teeter fuel centers download your evic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with evic and harris teeter fuel points 